welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. My name is Florence. I'm very privileged to be your host today at Business Garage. And I am not by myself because I don't have the story. The story today is brought to us by Tintin. Yes, come on now, people. Let's make her feel welcome. Yes, I know that many of us know her as Tintin. But people out there, globally, because she's global, know her a certain way. And I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself, Tintin. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Feel free. Take your time. Give us the background, where you went to school. Send some greetings. Yeah? Go ahead and do all of that. Feel free. Ever. And mm-hmm. so just being here is surreal. Today is your turn. It is, yeah. So I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to Worship Harvest for this kind of space yeah. where we actually learn and implement things in our businesses and they work. So I am really, really honored to be here. Hey, I want to send shout outs to Worship Harvest Bugolobi. What is my life? People, my people in my heart. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Those are the guys I serve with. Uh, yeah. In Worship Harvest. So I'm mm. so mm. glad I know they are watching. And I also want to send some greetings to the hosting center in Binstock. Hey. To mm-hmm. They yeah, are watching. Yeah. yeah. yeah so mm. I thank God so much that I am here. Mm. So uh, greetings have gone. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I am telling you who I am, eh? Kidogo, kidogo. Okay, so... Okay, today I know we are global, so we're going to have to switch on our Swahili interpreters. Come on now, just get your earpiece and just switch on your interpreter. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm called Christine Namagulu. In the middle there, I have a K name, Kwikiriza. Mm, some of you might know it. And uh, yeah, I... I'm half Muganda, half Motoro, and I love my Toro heritage because really you can see, yeah, I will stop there. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Tell us some more. Where did you go to school? I, what did you study? What, yes. You know, all of that. Yes, thank you. So I studied, uh, I will start, I think, from high school. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I studied in Mount St. Mary's, Namagunga. Hey. <laughs> yes, sorry. And by the way, that's where... A, yeah, a good portion of my business story begins. Awesome. Yeah, because I studied, uh, I did, in my high school, I did physics, economics, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. That was gearing me towards something, but I yeah. also did art. And fine art is one of the things that, yeah, just mm-hmm. gets me. Art That's gets me. Normal. Yeah, exactly. So I did that. And uh, when I was still in school, and I was not very sure what I was going to do, because I just knew I liked making things and I liked art, um, we once had a career guidance, that's what it's called, yes, career guidance, and an architect and a student architect at that time yeah. came to the school, and they were former, um, they were OGs, they were OGs of the school, so on careers day they came and told us a bit about architecture, and of course there were other professionals there as well, but uh, what, why I was actually looking out for, for something else is because my mom knew I loved art, and she could see that I was going to be making things in life, but she was like, "Mm -mm. mm-mm, my child, yeah, 
I don't want you to die poor. I have not heard of any artist hmm, who is making money. That is what my mom told me. So she's like, mm, my child, you have to look for something else. So, to your mom, being an artist equals to poverty. I tell you, like, like what you're going to Yeah, yeah, she could not see it. She was like, just making small, no, 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 get something. Yeah, bigger, like bigger. Exactly, grow the vision, think bigger. So, during, uh, during the career guidance day, I was looking for something that was related to art, to, you know, making things, and the one that came closest, that also had the least reading to do, because I was more into doing than studying books, was uh, architecture. So I found myself going to do that, actually, at the university. I prepared for it. I decided this is what I'm going to do. And I did that for five years. And your mom must have been happy. Ha, cha, 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 cha. <laughs> she was so excited. My daughter is going to be rich. She's going to be building buildings in the whole of UG. Yeah, so really, her dream had, had come through. And she was like, yeah, this is more like what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after that, I get out of uh, Makere and I start practicing architecture and uh, yeah, reality hits me that Omani, this thing of designing buildings and then you take like five years on that one building, it is not complete because that's basically how our, our, you know, construction industry really is generally. If you design a big building like this one we're in, you could build for a few years. So I realized that actually my passion is not in construction management. Mm. Mm, no. What did you tell your mom? <laughs> no. By that time, my mom was already happy. For her, she was just happy. But I had, had that certificate. Yeah, yeah. So I knew that I had to do more, mm-hmm. that I had to find some more of the, you know, a field in which I could make things. Yeah. And of course, architecture opens you to so many other Uh, fields and other opportunities and one of them that I started looking at was interior design Mm. yeah so um, yeah somewhere I you know of course interior design is making things beautifying spaces and all that so that really resonated with me and I started thinking about doing a master's in it and eventually I did now in that time Mm. I was working with a company called New Plan awesome awesome people I worked with them from 2007 at that time, it was Norplan, then changed name to Newplan, Consulting Engineers and Planners. Oh, no. So you can imagine my mother and father's joy At knowing their daughter. They're hmm? fulfilled, they're happy. Yes. You're, you're putting their school fees to work. <laughs> and they're introducing you in the family as the... Absolutely. Hey. Yeah, so I, I, I worked there. And of course, I was doing architecture, project management, and things like that. But I had a passion for design and for making things. So I talked to my boss and he was he really was seeing eh, this girl is going to be a leader and I want her to go into manage into uh, MBA. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his dream for me, my boss. Yeah, he was like, I think you should do an MBA and then, you know, get into management and, you know, and just grow, grow in that line. Exactly. And he was, re- he's really a, he was really a champion of eh, developing us into what he thinks, yeah, what he sees that we could be able to do. So I remember having that conversation with him and telling him, you know, I really want to do a master's in interior design. I want to make things. I want to design spaces inside. I want to make beautiful things. And he was like, okay, yeah. Now you are yeah, him. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to do. We'll support you in it. And they did, actually. 
I got a scholarship to go and do a scholarship that I did a competition for, also in designing wow. things. Then I got a partial scholarship, and then New Plan supported me with 50% of that, of that, of the fees. Yeah. Hey. It was a study on, mm. yes, for you go, you study, and you come back and you, you pay. And pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, of course, mm, of course, they were wise, because mm. you come back, you, you pay it while you're working with them. Right. Yeah, and if you work with them, no interest. So, it was very, you know, it, 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 it was, but it was a very good gesture, mm. and I was so blessed, because I went, and I did a master's in interior design in Merani, yeah so i was so blessed the school was so good i i we had labs which had things i had never seen you know you just dream the thing you put it in the machine the machine produces it and you just see your design there live man it was so inspirational so so inspirational we went to and visited um factories and workshops and places where they made furniture and made lamps and made things and I was like this is going to be me one day mm. yeah because I was, I was really inspired but of course I had gone to learn to make, to make uh, beautiful interiors but in that school you learn to make interiors and to make the things that you put in the interior spaces so yeah that school is called IED Instituto Europeo de Design yeah. that one that I one you. <laughs> Yes, I can't say that. Trying to understand what you're saying, but she'll be fine. Yeah. So, of course, I learned a little Italian. Ciao, Bella. Hey. <laughs> and then I came back, and of course, I went back to work with New Plan, armed with my eh, masters in interior design, and of course, continued to work in architecture department and project management. And then I actually also, oh wow, this is the detour of my life. I got a. a a call to work in KCCA and work in the planning department where we were reviewing plans and uh, plan approval basically for buildings within Kampala and I had it was so it was a very very good experience I worked with hey, Jennifer Musisi the ED oh, wow. at that time they had a task force team but anyway Kogamba I was still in architecture I was in architecture management the what but the whole village, the clan, just cheering me on. So it was, it was also a very good experience, especially with managing a team as well and with meeting people from all walks of life. Yeah, so I worked there for a year and a half. And uh, of course, you know, working in, in such a space, a lot of po- eh, politics and things like that. And my, my mind was always saying, Christine, you're a designer. You love making things. Yes, you can be here and, and, and you know, impact this space and learn from here, but you know where your heart is eventually. So after one and a half years of working with you know, an amazing team, an amazing boss even at that time, I decided it was time to get out and start my own business. Yeah. Come on now. Come on, people. <laughs> Right there where you are, you have just touched somebody's button because usually at Business Garage, people are asking, how do I leave my job to start a business? For many people, that's a fear. I wonder how you took that step. Yeah, at that time, I think because I had been waiting for this thing for so long, I had also been saving a bit, not so much. I had been saving every month and I knew that one day I'm going to have to start something. So at least by the time I started, I had some money put aside for rent, maybe to pay two or three people that I was working with. And uh, yeah, I got a space with a friend 
we shared a space on in Kamocha, mm -hmm. and uh, one of those little nice houses along the road. So it was not it was really close to public transport, so people could come in. So I turned we turned our off when we started we turned our office the reception area into a showroom. So we were, we were able to showcase our artwork and, you know, the things that we were doing. I worked with some artists. I worked with Minister Timo. Oh, and, no. yeah, Enoch, who used to play drums, they were artists. So yeah. they would produce things and would put in our showroom. Yeah. And I've all, I knew I needed to make things, but I would also make things because I'm an artist. I would make artwork and yeah. crafts and things like that. But I, I always knew I wanted to do something bigger, but I, at that time I didn't know what. Yeah. Yeah, so... We started, and the company at that time that I registered was called ICPIA. Mm. Mm -hmm. I create products, interiors, and architecture. It was an acronym. Do you guys remember it? <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> ICPIA. You do what? I create, I create products, products, interiors, and architecture. Come on now. Mm. So I started, invited a few young people from the university who are architects, who are just completed school and we started working together with get interior design projects, architecture projects, a few projects to do, you know, some artwork. And we did that, but it didn't last long. Yeah. What happened? First of all, I had like the best team because I just attracted the aid of night mm. students. So the team was good. We were getting projects. Right. It was not that we didn't have projects. It wasn't a problem of work. No, no. The problem was that at the decision-making level, I was alone. Okay. Mm. The Alpha and Omega. No, even the name, ICPIA, I it create. Is I. It is you. <laughs> yeah. So more of the story, watch how you name your business. Mm. So you yeah. end up being the I. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And everything sort of revolved around me. I had to meet all the clients. I had to go to all the site meetings. I had to... You click all the installations, everything. I had to be there. I had young people, really young people, so none, I always was, had to move with them. I had to supervise their work. I had to, it was too much. I actually burnt out. At some point, I was not even able to deliver. And the decision to close the business was actually one that I realized I had to make before the whole of Kampala started to say, Onomofere. Yeah. Because I was not delivering. I was running here, running there. I couldn't finish this. I was holding this. I tried to hand this over to this young, you know, young people. Oh, those young people were so good. They really worked hard. <laughs> but I was alone up there trying to. And you know clients. Yeah, many times they don't want to meet the young people. They want to meet you, who they think makes the decisions. Yeah. yeah. So I had to close ICPIA. Very, very sad. Because anyone who knew me at that time, you knew that everything in you was in ICP. Exactly. All the savings I had put together were there. It was like my baby. So when I closed, it was like I had lost a child. Wow. Mm. Mm. In fact, when I look back, I know I went through like a period of depression. But because generally I'm a sanguine, I think you couldn't tell. But I knew it because I was not myself. Uh, I had to go back and work with my former boss at New Plan, my former workplace. Of course, New Plan was just an awesome place. They welcomed me with open arms. I worked again. I was even promoted. I was given, you know, because now I had come back with more experience. I had yeah. worked at KCCA and so forth. So I was, I was promoted, given more responsibility, all in management. Yeah, and then... Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knew. I just knew that Christine, eh? 
yeah, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Of course, I did, I did, worked there for a bit until um, I was done with that and I had to resign, get out of there, and I moved on to the next phase of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we are about to hear. Come on, people, before she unleashes that next phase, the reason why we are here, let's appreciate her for being valuable to share. Right there, what she shared was value. That she, first of all, left her job, which is a struggle for many of us. In the inside, you feel like, I am called for something. I want to do something. I have this gift. I have this passion. But you don't know how to take the next step. So she gave us the hack right there. She stepped up and left. But then when she left, she became the business owner, the manager, the producer, the marketeer, the installer, the everything, which most of us, most of us do, which ends up becoming a frustration to you and your clients, right? So empower the teens. You had, you say you had very young people that were incredibly gifted. What, what you probably could have done right there is maybe pass on some of that responsibility. Who knows? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I would have done that. Mm. Uh, but at that time, I was very short-sighted. Mm. I was not able to train people really uh, because I... Yeah, I think also, anyway, things were happening quite fast and I had to deliver. So I think I could not connect training with delivering products. If you were here, you, uh, sorry, projects and products, you had to just land on the job as we are going. Yeah, yeah so it was a bit difficult. But uh, after that phase, and by the way, yeah. that time was really, really good because even to this day, I still work with those young people. Oh. Yes. You still work with the young people like Minister Timo? Oh, Yes, I do. I work with them, and uh, some of them are work with other companies, but yeah. they part-time with us on projects, on yeah. jobs. So we really, yeah, it was a very good time. We built good relationships, oh, yes. but business is not emotional. Yeah. So, yeah, it could not work without proper systems, which we didn't have at that time. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, fast forward, I leave New Plan, and I move to Nairobi. Come on. Yes, and uh, I start living in Nairobi. And then at some point, uh, actually the thing that turned it around for me, because I always knew I need to start this thing again, but I have to start it better. Mm. So the, the next time when I decided I'm going to start, that was around 2020, uh, COVID times beginning almost. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, I attended a mastermind that was a mastermind that was um, run by Pastor Prophet Angela O'Connor. Yes, put your dream to the test. Come on. Man, 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 that mastermind opened my mind because it helped me to understand what I really want to put out in the world, what the whole vision was, how I wanted it structured. Oh my gosh, it was it must have been eight weeks or something of that sort, but although, I mean, uh, yeah, there are about eight weeks. It was so good because it was just a space, no pressure, like pressure of you're starting the business tomorrow, no, but it was a space to help you think through your ideas. I had not really had such a platform to, sh to think back and get feedback and bounce off people who were sort of in a similar space. So it really gave me that for those weeks, going through your thoughts, doing assignments, writing down your thoughts and even shocking yourself sometimes, praying and actually God giving you ideas and yeah. showing you that, yeah, this is how you would go about this. It was a really, really awesome time. So after that, uh, 
mastermind, I had already drafted my vision document, yeah. Mm, ah, yeah, yeah, which we have to this day, which we are even following, which of course we have amended course somehow, but that is when it was born. Yeah. It was birthed in that time. And then uh, uh, after that, of course, you, I was asking myself, now how do I start? How do I get out of here? I you know, visited a few places where they were doing things like what I would want to do in Nairobi, and I, I, I saw some people... Uh, some lady, a lady actually who was already into carpentry furniture doing some things and I was like okay this looks like something I could I would want to do and then very fortunately after that there was another mastermind which was supposed to help us to actually start because the other one was supposed to help us to grow vision to grow your thoughts and you know be able to pen them down and be sure that this is what I want to do and then I joined another mastermind which 15 um Invaluable laws, yes, of yes. growth, exactly. And that one is, from there, that's when I actually registered the company. Wow. I registered the company in Nairobi in October of 2020. I found our first employee who was, that, the mastermind was also run by Pastor Angela. Right. Yes, I tell you, just gifted woman in a business, really. Yes. So mm, we tapped. And so I registered the company, started, and then I got the first two employees. One who was a card designer, who was supposed to help us draw the, you know, uh, put together the drawings, 3Ds, detailed drawings for the, the furniture that we were going to make because I had made up my mind that I was going into furniture business. Right. And I was going to couple that with interior design and architecture, of course. Now, architecture has always been like the, yeah, the good friend hmm, to me, the good friend that makes the money and helps you to, you know, put things, yeah. So even then it was, I was making, still doing work in architecture and getting money put aside to be able to do other things that I wanted to do. So, yeah, the furniture business is birthed, which is, uh, so, so Bar the name of the business is Baraza. Right. Baraza Design Village. I had grown wiser, and so I named it something that was more inclusive. Baraza is a Swahili word that means a community space. Right. And uh, and I all and so I added Design Village because of course design is what we're going to do, and we're going to produce things. But I wanted the idea of an ecosystem. Right. Yes, I was never going to work alone again. I was never going to try and do things by myself, so I had to even put it in the name. We were going to be a village, Baraza Design Village. And so that's when we started, found the first uh, people that made the team, a card designer and a, uh, an assistant. I could say at that time she was an admin assistant, and she has grown to be the people and culture uh, manager. And so she helps us now to develop the people we're working with, to run the administration and so forth for the company. And uh, I met those, those two people were in Nairobi. So, um, we, so we were the three of us for a while, for about six months. And then, oh no, we also got a carpenter for sure. Got a carpenter and he was also Kenyan, worked together. He started producing furniture. And of course I had to train him in the kind of things that I was envisioning us doing. Because, of course, generally carpenters are trained to join things together, to cut and put things together. Right. But 
sometimes there's a lack of finesse, there's a lack of, you know, exactness when you're trying to put angles together and things like that. And I believe that the training I got from architecture really helped really me helped, yeah. to see those kinds of things, angles, you know, getting them right, getting lines right. So uh, I had to go to, because I had not really done carpentry, yeah. I had to go to the YouTube university to start. Oh, yes. Yeah to start learning some things, DIY University on YouTube. Yeah. I learned about equipment. I learned what equipment I need. I watched videos upon videos about how to make furniture, hacks on things and all that. I, but I was really enjoying it. I was really living in it. Yeah. And I knew that I had to, because I'd always wanted to make th things, so I knew that I was going to, I should be in the workshop making some things. And so uh, we, bought, we bought some equipment, some power tools. Um, we bought a miter saw, you know, just, just the general ma major things, five of them, miter saw, uh, uh, compound, uh, compound miter actually. Then we bought a sanding machine. Yeah. Yes, a sanding machine. Then we bought a table saw, bought, uh, um, oh, why am I forgetting our equipment? It is okay. Yes, yes. So we bought a number, five, five of them, five items. And then we also bought some power hand tools because those ones are for the table. We bought some table tools, then we bought some hand tools, drills, um, angle grinders, uh, sanders, and things like that. So we started with a few, those few equipment. And so we could work about maybe three or four people in the workshop with all those tools at, at a go. And we started doing, you know, producing the things. Of course, our carpenter knew what to do in terms of, you know, this is how you cut and join and all that. And so I had to just say, no, now this line that you've made, we want it to be straight, exact. We want this one to be like this. This has to be like that. So I was, yeah, I, I had to be there in the workshop in order to pass on some of the, yeah, some of the skills and some of the, yeah, quality features that we thought we needed in Baraza. Yeah, so that was six years in Nairobi, six months in Nairobi, and uh, we were buying funny, uh, timber that was actually coming from uh, Uganda. Uganda. Yes, we were buying timber coming from Uganda. It was the best timber, pine timber and uh, teak timber, all coming from Uganda. So with those six months, we, I learned quite a bit because, yeah, that, that market was very new to me. That, but I didn't even, at that time, uh, our admin and I, we were actually buying, we would go out and buy everything that we needed because the carpenter had to work in the workshop. We had to go and buy the timber. So we were learning what kind of timber do we need? This kind, is this dry enough? Is this good enough? Is this wide enough? Then we would buy all the other materials as well. Sanding paper, we learned all the gauges. We would buy sanding sealer. You know, we learned all these things, but we were very fortunate that in Nairobi there was a big, huge warehouse. Yeah. You could go and find everything, almost everything you needed. You just go and look and read. So we spent a lot of time there learning about materials and equipment and things like that. And I knew that I had to know these things so that, you know, as the team comes, I pass on I information, pass on. I train them. Yes, exactly. And uh, we finished six months in Nairobi, but with time, I realized that actually all the materials we are using, yeah, the main ones, the timber anyway, was coming from Uganda. And so I was like, you know what, Christine, I think you need to make a decision. But I had already been feeling that the headquarters of this thing should be in Uganda. But it had not yet become really clear. Yeah. 
until that time when I realized even the materials we're using are all from Uganda. So I made a decision to move back to Uganda. Wow. Yeah. Came with our equipment in a lorry. Mm, we packed everything at the border. They, you know, they just, they allowed <laughs> us to come through. We had to clear the things when we got here. And then we brought them and set up a workshop in Uganda. Yes. Come on, people. <laughs> so you went and started the business in Nairobi again. Yes. This time with a better mindset. Yes. But then you quickly realized that the things you are making, the raw materials were coming from Uganda. Yes. So you made a decision mm. to go back to Uganda. Yes. Did you know that mm. we spend about 32 USDs mm. importing furniture in this country? Yes. Now 32 imagine if million. all that 32 million yes. USDs yes. stayed in Uganda. Mm. True. Very true. Come on, people, just think about it. Yeah. Because every single time we import, we are losing money. Mm. Every single time we export, we are gaining yeah. money. Yeah. Absolutely. So you move back to Uganda because mm. the raw materials are here anyway. Exactly. Online are already asking if they can meet you. You have to pay for that. Yes, you pay for that. <laughs> Business Garage Team, Pastor Chris. Yes, there we are. They have to get the connection from Pastor Chris. But talk to us mm. about the raw materials and being mm. able to identify the right ones. You know, mm. Because people still have that mindset that the things have to come from abroad for them to be really quality things. How do you identify the right raw materials? How do you get them? How did you identify the right people? Mm. Then getting the work started and quality work. Because what I'm talking about is actually here. If the cameras could help to zoom in a bit to show these people that the stuff is actually right here. Mm. So how do you, did you, do you go to the forest and say, now give me that tree, now cut the other one? How does that happen? Yeah, so um, the timber that we were buying was, getting, was being imported from here and of course there are there are timber depots, yeah? So they, they dry the timber, they store it, and they keep it, and we buy from those depots. Now, most of the timber that we found, even when I came here, uh, most of the timber is not dry. So there's, a, there's an issue. You have to dry the timber. You have to buy timber and put it out in your yard and dry it for even six months or more. And you all, that's pine timber, which we use, which is softwood, which is beautiful. And we chose it because it really has beautiful uh, grains and patterns. And then the teak timber, which is, all, which is a hardwood timber, yeah. the darker one, and it's also really, really beautiful. Yeah. Guys, it's not only mahogany. You can try others. Eh? Uh, those do not only have to be in mahogany, they can be in, in teak. You know, you can try other things. Come and we talk. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so. Because you realize everything we order for, we are asking for mahogany. I tell you, yeah, mahogany is because good. It's beautiful, it's a hardwood, but yeah, there are others. Yes, there are others. So pine timber is the one that usually people see on pallets. Yeah. Pallet furniture yeah. is pine timber. But we grow it here in Uganda. We have a lot of it. Yeah. The only challenge is in drying it because you have to use dry timber so that when you've made things, people don't take them. And after some months, not even just, they are bending. Oh. Proper bending. Oh. Your bed is doing like this. Yes. yes. Or your cupboard or something. Yeah. So you have to, it has to be dry. And that's where, yeah, a lot of uh, the effort has to come in in the timber industry, making sure that timber that is sold is dry or that the timber that we use is really dry. Right. Yeah. So right now, what are you excited about? What are you working on? Wow. So right now, uh, at Baraza right now, we have a workshop that can take a capacity of about five carpenters at a go working. But that is really small for us. Yeah. It's really small. 
because we get orders that we can fulfill if we had more people we could be able to fulfill in two, three days. Now we do in a week, two weeks or something of that sort. Yeah. Because we get orders, for example, of our lamps, a restaurant, they say we want 50 of them hmm? or we want 20 of them. My dear, we could produce those lamps if we had the, the manpower and the space, yes, and the space and equipment, we can produce them, lots of them in a very short time. But now with our, with our few workers and the equipment that we have, of course we have to, we give the client a bit more time and we are like, okay, two weeks or one week or something of that sort. So we are working towards expanding yeah. because we have had to put some clients on hold, queue clients, which is really not good, especially when they want things. We have had to queue them up so that we produce, you know, for the ones who are in the queue first and so forth. But we, and we have also lost a few yeah. because some people come and they're like, oh, we have an, an event coming up, we have a birthday coming up, we have this and that, and we need, you know, we need 10 of these, we need 20 of these, and you don't have them, or we need this piece or that piece, and they're not there, but they can't wait. Yeah. So they go somewhere else and buy them. We've had a number of those and we have no, known for a while that we need to expand and have a real like factory yeah. because now it's a, it's a workshop getting towards a factory but we need to produce more. Yeah. And we are really ready to do that because our guys are trained, oh, I'm no. telling you. And they are the ones who are going to train others. I won't even have to be the one training others oh. because they are now really good. They can do these things in their sleep. I don't even have to be at the workshop these days. They can do everything. Hey. We get the orders. I just send them online. They are printed. The person who's uh, our card producer starts to draw design. The, the, you know, from, because our clients, our clients are Pinterest fans. Come Pinterest is their friend. So they send I us those images. I know, even us, hey, even us. So they show us images and they're like, we want this, yeah. we want five of this, we want we ten of this. this. And mm. so we, do, we design it, we redesign, we, then we start making, and then we, say, we give them the things. So we know that we, and many, we get so many of those, so many, can you do this, can you make this, can you make that? And we know we just have to build our capacity yeah. in terms of numbers. We are looking at we, 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 we believe that in a, we want to go through the route of internship right. where we get young carpenters who are coming out of in different institutions and there are many in Uganda. Yeah. There, are, yeah, there are quite a number of them. So we want to get those ones as they come out, as soon as they're coming out of school, we give them an opportunity to intern with us. Yeah. Oopsie. Oopsie. And learn how to make uh, the furniture that okay, what we think is the right way. Right. Yeah, make it with finesse, make it with good finishing, make it with, you know, right angles, not just putting pieces of, you know, together. together. Yeah, which, yeah, which, of course, a carpenter knows how to put things together, but we want them to do it excellently. Right. So, yes, we want to take interns, and there are so many, so if we can even have a hundred in a quarter, yeah. and then we retain, a, of those maybe five, every quarter, so that in a year we might, five or ten, and in the, at the end of the year we, might ha we would have 30 employees. Yeah. Yes, just working in that, who are now ours. And those other, in, who are, oh, those other interns can go out and now start their own businesses with a better skill, yeah, yeah. with a better way of doing things, yeah, in carpentry. Because, yeah, I've worked with carpenters for very long. It can be a bit frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that industry is so ripe for development and growth in Uganda right now. 
yeah, and we should stop importing furniture from China and places and other places. I know we import from Turkey, I don't know where, but we can make those things here we and we can make here. them really well. And by the way, we need to tell the people that you actually don't just produce what we are seeing here on stage. Could yeah. you just give us a catalog of the things you actually manufacture? Yes, yeah. yes, we manufacture tiny nice trinkets, things to decorate in spaces. Yeah. Two of them are on that table, the okay. triangular ones. Yes. Then we manufacture very functional items. We yes. like to have very, okay, that's the deco piece. So it yes. comes in a set of three yeah. and you put it up on the wall and it looks like, ooh, magic. Anyhow, then we have lamps. We yeah. make lamps. Yes. yes, we make that type. We make uh, other types, sea lamp and table lamps, bedside lamps. We make things for the kitchen. Yeah, we make chopping boards, yeah. as you can see. We make uh, um, chairs. Yes, yes, we make funny. We make chairs. We make chairs and tables, beds. Uh, yeah, stools like this one here. We make lots of things, really lots of things. Our catalog right now, which we have been using and circulating, and which has really brought us so many of our clients, has 90 products, 90 different wow, products. Wow, 90 yes. products. Yes. Different and types of products. Different products, and they, are all, they range from this, you know, the categories that I've mentioned, shelves, shoe racks, things like that. Yeah. All things that you need on the inside of a building, yeah. things that you can use. Yes, in your office, in your house, even outdoors. Right. Yeah, because the timber we use, both pine and teak, are very good with the outdoors. They're okay with water. Yeah. yeah, you just have to finish them well and use the right finishing materials. So we do that and yeah. We'll... Come on people, help me appreciate Tintin from Baraza Design Village. What I learned from your story today is you had a passion that you now went and got a skill for and then after getting a skill, you monetized it, right? Yes. Sometimes we have a passion and we run to immediately monetizing. Mm -hmm. But you went to school to Milan, you went to YouTube University, and now here you are. Then you started the business, it failed. Mm -hmm. Yes, people, I know somebody needs to restart today. It failed, but you also learned from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. What you did is now that you're training more people, mm -hmm. those that you're working with, and now you're opening up your space to train other people. Absolutely. To come and work with you. Yes. Hopefully you retain some who will have the exact skill set exactly. that you need. So now you run a business and you're telling me that now your business can run without you. Yes, it can. You can be in ministry. Tell us about that a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, absolutely. My people whom I could at in the beginning, eh? yeah. uh, we would do ministry with them. And so we are, I mean, today, now, now I'm a church planter also. Come Hallelujah. On. We'll be church planting and you don't know. Oh, all, any, always, you, you don't always know where you'll be sent. Yeah. So you might be sent, you know, up country, yeah. out of the country, different places. And I am so blessed that I, my business can now run even when I'm not there. And uh, yeah, recently we were sent to Arua to do church plant there. And so you can imagine the business is running. I'm, I'm working on online, yeah. sending the uh, quotations to clients and things like that. My people are preparing the quotations. Now I don't have to prepare them. Yes. Jesus. Hey. Yeah. And so I can do other things and still grow the business, continue working, but I don't have to be there physically all the time. Yeah, of course there are a few other times when I have to be there, like maybe some installations, things that I'm very passionate about and doing, like, but yeah, yeah, not like before, yeah, no. Yeah. And then there are also other decision makers, we have directors. Yes! yes. Mm. So I don't have to do everything myself. The team is equipped because they are trained, 
they are envisioned by the way yes. every man hey aki the things we learn here eh? they are so good come yeah. on people help me appreciate tintin one more time yes 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 thank you so much for sharing your story yeah. somebody today is going to take a bold step mm-hmm. they've been given a gift as you were given a gift by god and today they're making a bold step to probably step out and start manufacturing somebody something somebody you're watching and you failed you started before it didn't work you got discouraged you went back to the job like she did but this is encouragement for you to go back and restart and restart better somebody you're running it but you're by yourself okay teach other people train them open your doors by the way for asking how they can be trained if you're training and maybe the contact of where they can get their products from if you can give that to us briefly yes. and then we'll close okay uh, one of our best areas for traffic online is instagram oh, yes. and it's uh, bdv africa BDV at bdv africa. africa yes by the way we added we added africa because we are going, going we are going yeah 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 we're going to be like the ikea of africa amen ikea amen. yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, we'll, yeah we will have this clip in business garage right <laughs> we'll run it the before and after yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely we'll yes yeah. yes totally mm. yes so um yeah we're doing that and uh sorry you you uh, where they can find yes, us yes 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 where they can find us so we have a workshop in chireka and we actually work with young people there uh, we train interior designers as well we work with some of them and then release them we work with carpenters train them release them and we want to do that on a larger scale mm. on a really much larger scale we even are going to train procurement people because now the our guy who does our procurement is an expert yeah he was a teacher during covid he came and started working with us never went back never never <laughs> he's now a procurement officer he knows where to get all materials so come on people yeah. so go to instagram and drop a message to tintin bdv africa and then she'll be able to hook you up with all the training that you need and the, the information that she has gained over the time friends we have reached the end in fact we have passed our time but we never want to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You could have tuned in by mistake, you're probably scrolling through YouTube, or you could have got a link from somebody, or you're tuned in on radio, yes, we know many people are listening in, but you've never given your life to Jesus. Here's an opportunity. The one who has given us all these gifts is God, and we want you to reconnect with him in a very good relationship. And it's very simple. You simply believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the words I'm about to share with you, and voila, you'll be born again. So why don't you go ahead and say these words after me if you're watching online or you're listening in. Say dear Jesus, I come to you today. The author and the finisher of my life, the one who has given me these gifts. I am sorry for all the sins I've committed against you. Today I give you my life. Take it and do something significant with it. In Jesus name. Come on, let's give them a hand clap. Yes, I believe many of us online listening in have made this decision so why don't you do one thing send a message to this number and let the press person behind that line know that you have just made the best decision in the world to receive jesus as your personal lord and savior and the number is 0775-642-445 it's 0775-642-449 go ahead and send a text or call there's a pastor behind that line who is very eager to help you make sense of the decision you have just made thank you so much for joining us once again today is the love fest so if you haven't headed out to a location go ahead and go our father is serving a big feast 
at all our locations. We're inviting our family members, our friends, our neighbors, our frenemies, our workmates to a special service. So the encounter service is on at 9 and at 11 we'll have the floor service. And in the evening we have movers and shakers here at Worship Harvest Nalia. So go ahead and plug in right now. Call your guests. Confirm their because we are about to start. All right. See you next Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us here at Business Garage. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.